Hello, travelers, and welcome to episode 243 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where we sometimes take breaks, but never vacations. I'm Tom. I'm Cam. And we will not invite you on any of our non-vacation breaks if you do not give us 1,000% on iTunes. We must remind you of this every week because it is very important to us, especially Cam. Yes, definitely me. <laughs> and with that said, I think I should, uh, well, let it be known this week we're going to talk about travel. Uh, we've been gone in case our listeners noticed. I'm assuming you did. I'm assuming you're rioting in the streets in between all your, all the, <laughs> in between all the political, uh, riots and, and so on going on. You're probably rioting, uh, for your own purposes. We are. Yes. I, th- I think that's what all those people took to the streets for the other day or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, there, there was like a, not, not that our, not that our companions want to hear this, Cam, but there was like a women's march. Did you hear this? Because all, we were off the air. Like all the ladies were upset that we were not on the air. Yeah, I mean, the dulcet tones of our voices, if that's the right term. <laughs> yeah, right. More like they were like, yes, keep them off. <laughs> <laughs> it was, just, it was, it was a celebration. <laughs> yeah, they were like, thank God, those guys are out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Let's see. I will take the blame for our little hiatus there, folks. But we, I, I was really, 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 really busy with work. Uh, basically, um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm jumping the, uh, what is it? What am I doing? I'm burying the lead or what is it they, they say? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm jumping way ahead of myself. I completely forgot the show format. It's been so long and I probably should stick to that. Before I give you my whole sob story, we should probably announce the segment, which is Cam. What's it called? The, the something. The something weekly for a geek or something like that geekly week update for a geek oh weekly geekly yeah. geekly weekly update yes. and cam i've got plenty to say and so i will let you go first <laughs> okay uh yeah well i gave my couple week update i guess uh yeah it was my it was my birthday last uh on the 11th Woo-hoo. and so uh i went to uh disney one of one of my favorite places, the the companion, uh, fiance companion, took me to uh, took me to Disney for a nice long weekend. Um, she's a teacher. She even took a day off for me, so we went up a day early, had a nice long weekend. Used our annual. She got us. She renewed our annual passes. Uh, we stayed in a nice resort. Uh, got to do uh, MGM. I refuse to call it Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Uh, Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Skipped uh, Animal Kingdom this time just because we went last time, and you know, and I'm usually only up for Animal Kingdom once every you know several you know once every year or two. Um, <laughs> the uh, not that it's not good. It's just you know you, yeah, once I know, you see yeah. it, you see it. You know, maybe, maybe when the Avatar stuff opens, it'll be yeah, yeah. exactly. So we did that, and then we. Um, uh, went to the Cloak and Blaster Game Cafe in Orlando. Uh, I always like to visit there when I'm uh, when I'm in town. Um, got together with my brother, went out to dinner. You know, did a lot of good stuff. Um, in between, I've been just getting a ton of reading done. I, I've uh, I tackled the Robert Jordan Wheel of Time series. Ooh! And so I am. I'm on book four. I think four of like 15 or something like that. Yeah. You're so, okay. You said tackled. I thought you were done. That's why I was like, Whoa. Okay, no, 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 no. Yeah. I've got a long way to go. Okay. I mean, these, these books are massive. Like it's, there's so many and they're so massive themselves. You know what I mean? It, they're like six, 700, 800 page books. They're it's wow. ridiculous. Wow. So, but they're awesome. They're amazing. Like it's just, it's, they're really, really good. It's just a huge time investment. 
So, uh, did that, uh, been, been doing that. Um, speaking of traveling, I'm gearing up for uh, New York Toy Fair. I actually leave tomorrow nice. uh, to fly up to New York for the Toy Fair. Uh, and then I'm extending that into a uh, little mini vacation. Uh, my companion's going to, f- we did the same thing last year. Basically, uh, Toy Fair is like Friday to Wednesday, essentially. Um, and then she's going to also, I'll be sort of on my own Wednesday by myself and well, you know, cause there's really nothing to do on Wednesday and then Thursday she'll fly up and then we'll check out all the geeky places in, uh, in, uh, in New York, just like I did last year, hopefully checking out some new game cafes and some, uh, some other cool nerdy stuff. So I'll report, uh, well, I'll, you know, I'll be doing the show Wednesday night from New York and I'll report on the New York toy fair. So that'll be cool. Nice. Uh, that and, is, uh, yeah. is, is that for the new Ganza gaming division or is that? Yeah. For, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, in part, but yeah, m- m- mostly for uh, yellow games. Cool. Okay. Um, so, but we'll be there for the toy fair. That'll be awesome. Um, look, there's a couple of new games I'm looking to pick up. Uh, oh, for my birthday, for all the magic players out there, my amazing fiance bought me an old, but she bought me an alpha, uh, magic card. Uh, oh. one of the old school, you know, basically first edition, uh, magic cards. She bought me the demonic attorney, mm. which is, which that's is you. appropriate. Yes. Which is, <laughs> which is appropriate. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I thought that was pretty awesome and pretty, uh, creative on her part to come up with that. So very now, uh, can you, can you still, I think Brian may have told me this already that you cannot, but are those old cards even still playable these days or are they kind of just just no, I, I'm pretty sure though. Yeah, it's just purely collectible at this point. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think there are some legacy. There, there, there are some. There may be some formats out there that where old timers get together. But I mean, I don't think anyone would risk like in tournament play. I doubt it. But wow. you know, there may be people that get together. You know, because why would I mean those cards like start at you know a couple hundred bucks. You wow. Know what I mean? Like they're they're very crazy. You know, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks at least per card, and then some of them you know, the ultra rares and like the black Lotus is like, you know, 20 grand or whatever. So, you know, no, no one would play with those cards if they had them. So they would have to use proxies. And if they use proxies, then, you know, you're probably talking about non-sanctioned events. Basically, I see. And, and the, and these cards date back to what the nineties or something. 92, 93, I think. Wow. I yeah. 92, that is super yeah. old school. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, so that was really cool. So I got a, uh, one of my old, well, I, I don't think I ever had that card when I was younger, but, uh, uh, one of my, basically, you know, since all my, I sold all, I got rid of all my magic cards back in the day, mm. which was very stupid. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's nice to, that's the one magic card I have now. <laughs> I only have one in my whole collection. <laughs> now. Uh, it's the demonic attorney. Oh, I thought I thought you were like uh, actively playing again, and then Suzanne was like, "Let me do this special thing." And no, 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 no. She, this is purely for like just display purposes. I got this little UV screw down like holder, you know, UV protected thing or oh, whatever. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna put it and just put it up on the put it up on a shelf, you know. That's cool, man. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so reading, going to cons, trade shows, board gaming at the adventure game store, like always, traveling. Um, and that's it. That's a lot. So it's yeah. it's been a full a full couple of weeks for you, man. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, guess that brings it around to me, and I've had a full couple of weeks too, and not necessarily filled with geeky adventures. 
more like uh, sort of the inspiration for tonight's episode, which was a cross-continental move. I, uh, as our audience will know, I have been living in South Florida for a good portion of my, well, most of my life. That's my home, really. And uh, other than brief stints in the military and, and other occasions, I pretty much lived there my whole life. And so uh, we finally decided to pack up the old truckster and head out here to uh, the Seattle area. Uh, we're not living in Seattle proper yet. That is on the list of to do's for me. I'm gonna have to figure that one out. <laughs> That's because I want to yeah. be like in the thick of it, you know, right. But we're in the area and it's it's nice. And of course, there was no truckster involved. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a five or six day drive, you know, with a move, just that wasn't in the cards. So uh, yeah, I'm trying to put any kind of a geeky spin on this, but basically, it's not that geeky. We use these like U-Haul po- box things that you load yourself and then uh, they put them on a semi and ship them across. Those will be arriving here in a couple days. Kind of cool actually that they offer that service, I guess. The those um, po- the pods or whatever, those those Yeah, yeah, they the, they call them U-boxes, but I think like uh I think that pod company was the first one to do something like this. But aren't the pod ones like metal-sided and like pretty fancy? I don't know. I've never used that, but I've just heard whenever I've ever talked to anyone who did that, they called it a pod, but maybe they just become okay. a generic thing now, like for whatever service you use, you know, these are just big wooden boxes with like, you know, weather covers on them. But, uh, yeah, same concept. Basically they, they, you load them up and then you drop them off at the warehouse and then they ship them out. They ship them out on a, on a semi up to where you're going. So we, we loaded up one and then a few days later we loaded up a second one and they held the first one for us and then shipped them off together. And my biggest problem with that, okay, here's the geeky spin, is I had to prioritize, like, okay, (laughs) precious, like, priceless collectible games versus merely priceless collectible games. Right. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, Abby didn't get it. She's like, that's worth how much? And I'm telling her, she's like, why don't you just sell it? Let's just sell this. Why don't we sell it? I'm like, like, (laughs) you don't get it. (laughs) You're like, oh, Abby. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's this? And and there's like some that I'm putting like, yeah, I am like, oh, Abby. (laughs) And I'm like putting double and triple bubble wrap on some of them and stuff. She's like, well, what's that one worth? I'm like, this is probably worth like, I don't know, 700, 800 bucks. She's like, "Uh, like right now? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why don't you sell it? It's like no. It's not how why, this works. why would I do that? Exactly. So I've got some pretty I've got some pretty rare stuff, and then my my mundane collection even is relatively rare. But I bit the bullet. I still individually like shrunk wrapped pretty much every game in my collection, and it's a big collection. Um, and then placed a lot of those in like a pl- one of those plastic storage bins, and then yeah. like covered that in all kinds of like packing material. <laughs> So even the ones we shipped in the box were like way, way, way over like packed and insulated. And it's, and, worth, uh, it's worth the peace of mind, man. I think so. I think so. And then for the probably 50 or so, what I would call like ultra rare priceless, you know, the, the top tier games. Yeah. Those I like double or triple bubble wrapped, um, then put in boxes that were lined with bubble wrap. Um, and that I even separated those into tiers. The lower 80% went by the, you, you know, that, uh, post office product now where it's a flat rate box and they get it there in like two days yeah most of those went went by that route and all okay. but one box has shown up <laughs> so oh my gosh. Okay. which I've, i'm really sweating that missing box i'll admit but uh for the super duper you know 700 dollar games and stuff i took those and went to ups and like my companion was like uh like aghast at how much i paid to ship them yeah. but 
I like I know like I UPS took my like carefully packaged stuff, then they carefully packaged it, and then they sent it, and the box got here without a dent. Versus the post office boxes that are all dinged up. You know, uh, so. yeah, post office is awful. Yeah, I mean, this is a premium product from the post office, but even then, it, the boxes get a little ding. So I just you know I pack them extra careful because I know that. I'm surprised uh, you didn't take them in the car with you. Or was space just, well, you just didn't have the space? We actually shipped our cars because we flew out here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you drove. I no, no, no. Drove. I was kidding about the old, tr- yeah, the, the, oh, the old okay. trucks or thing. No, that wasn't going to happen. There was no way that was in the cards. So, um, anyway, took crazy care to ship all my games, like and like a few other collectibles out here. Um, took not quite as much care for everything else, and as a result, we were really scrambling because I devoted a lot of my packing time to my game collection. And um, it <laughs> then everything else. You're like, ah, just throw the throw them in, throw my yeah, like, garbage bags. Yeah, like, yeah, honestly, yeah, like the rest of the stuff is a little haphazardly thrown in there. Like we could just get new appliances, like get you know, <laughs> what mini appliances and stuff. Who cares about that crap? Yeah. But um, most of that stuff's out here. The cars we shipped as well. Um, that so that you get you pay the individual on delivery. So I'm feeling like he's probably going to show up with the cars if he wants to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but we'll see. Um, they're not that valuable as cars go. And let's see. Oh, okay. Again, semi geeky. We are trying to transplant avocado plants here. These little avocado plants that we grew. This is probably uh-huh. illegal, so don't call the USDA on me. But um, so we, we're gonna have to like grow them in some kind of a greenhouse environment here because it's just too cold up here. But we had them like we grew them from seeds in like little jars and then we transplanted them to pots. So they're still like kind of little seedlings sort of, right. but we're like, how are we going to get them up there? Well, well we reasoned that if we packed them well enough in an insulated, insulated fashion that the car would act as sort of a greenhouse. Uh, and I so we, we just, <laughs> it makes a sort of sense, except I'm sure that the flatbed truck exposed to the elements that the cars are transported on stopped several times at like zero degree temperatures for the night. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I sincerely doubt they're gonna make it, but let's hope. Eh, you never know. You never know. Yeah. You might have been better off just putting them in the in the pod. You know what I mean? Because that's like yeah. weather, sort of weatherproof. But eh, it'll be fine, man. It'll we be. forgot actually, and they wouldn't have gotten light. So we'll, we'll see. But a little bit, a little science experiment to see if yeah. a uh, if there's any insulating properties of a car that would save them from death. I, I somehow doubt it. <laughs> Poor avocados. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we, oh, we brought our dogs. We brought our dogs on the plane as well. That was okay. uh, that was. Yeah, fun. I would I would have put the dogs in the car. Just left them in there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> put them in the pod. So <laughs> here's uh, some uh, food, uh, some water. He'll be fine. <laughs> actually, they probably would have loved that. Uh, but but I um, I, I wanted to ship them below in like the cargo area. But no, my, the, you can't do that. No the way. companion wasn't having that either. No way. Yeah, so yeah. we brought a bo- We brought we we bought the center seat between us, and. Uh, for takeoff, you have to put them under the seat in front of you, and then as soon as we got up in the air, we plopped them up on the seat next to us, and they were pretty chill. So yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I was just joking about the. I love my dog. I would never. Oh know, yeah. I, I, but like that's the thing. Like if I had to travel with her, I would just have. I mean, she's too big to go on the plane. She's like seventy pounds. She's a boxer. Oh yeah. So like, there's no way I'd be able to take her on the plane except under, and I would just never do that to her. So she's either coming in the car or she's staying <laughs> home, basically, staying well, with, gra- with grandma. If you ever need to do it, from what I'm told, Alaska Air, which is the airline we flew, they actually have like a climate-controlled pressurized area that they put the pets in, and yeah. they have a pretty good track record of no deaths, but it's got to be traumatic for the little creatures anyway. Well, that's so. the thing. Yeah, even if it is climate-controlled, I mean, just think about how traumatic it is for a human to get on a plane, all the weird sounds and oh, the I movements know. and I know. the pressure, you know what I mean? Like, 
you know, people like humans get scared. Dog, Jesus Christ! Like they, they, she would be, she'd be going. I mean, she she freaks out when like there's fireworks outside. Yeah, she would have. So, like, yeah. Our little guys were. I was watching them under the seat, and they were like looking around, totally bewildered when we were taking off. Like they were flipping out, and then yeah. uh, they didn't bark or anything. And then once we once we put them up on the seat, I recommend this if you have a small enough dog, get a seat next to you and use it for the dog because when they would get like kind of fussy, you could just kind of pet them and they would calm down. So yeah, that's a, that's a long flight, so it probably makes sense. Like I, I used to have a, a with an old 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 ex girlfriend like years and years ago, uh, we had a pug, and we would fly with the pug, and uh, we basically we basically just went to the vet and got like doggy Xanax. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. Just, we just give the dog Xanax like you know half hour before the flight. She would just sleep. Uh, she just slept through the whole flight, and then you know. But I mean, we never took like cross country flights. It was like you know New York to to Miami or whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, it was only a couple hours, you know, and then you're, you're then they're out. But but yeah, I can imagine that'd be probably pretty smart to have the seat there just so they can sort of get out and roam. It helped, yeah. It it, it helped a lot. But the my companion wasn't having the Xanax thing either. We we, we she wouldn't drug him, so we, oh, we just really? took our chances. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did anyone? No one complained or whatever. Because there's some a holes that complain when dogs are you know I'm allergic so, and then, you know that kind of thing. That that was our fear, right? So we we bought the window and the aisle seat, and we're thinking nobody will sit between us. And then we're like, just to be sure that that guy's not there, and to have the spot yeah. for the dogs to go, we 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 got the we bought the seat, but we they'll let you buy an extra seat. Yeah. So we just did that, and that we didn't even have that issue. So, okay. yeah, I, 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 I planned for everything, man. That's all I needed was to get all that stuff done, and then have the dogs be the deal breaker. <laughs> well, because even that, I mean, even then though, even if the person doesn't sit in the row with you, like there, I've you know I've seen where some people even just like near near you, you know what I mean, like in the seat, you know, a couple rows in front or you know behind or the side, like you know they'll be like, oh, I'm allergic, you know, and like I think essentially like you have to, they have to get the dog off. You know oh really? I mean? Yeah, uh. I think like you know, basically they'll put you on another flight. You know what I mean? But like, what a fucking hassle, right? I mean, like, it's just uh, you know, yeah, you just get like, that one jerk that's like, oh, I, mean, I don't want to be on a flight for seven hours sneezing with your dog. I mean, wouldn't they need to disclose up front that they had an allergy? I, I don't know. I'm not like, I know if you have a peanut allergy, don't you have to tell them that so they don't like offer the planters nuts right next to your seat or something? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. don't know what their policies are, but like, I, I'm uh. pretty positive that like, if someone complains, I think even like service animals, like you can have, you know, service animals have to be able, you know, to like, you have, they, well, they have to make reasonable accommodation to let you take your service animal, which typically means that they'll let the service animal on the plane and they can't even charge you for it. Right. They can't even charge for, for a legitimate service animal. But if someone complains or they're allergic, you have to get off and then you have to take another flight. Huh. That yeah. well, I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen to us. That would have been Yeah, luckily, yeah. That would have been no good. <laughs> to quote to Definitely. quote our president, not good, yeah, no not good. good. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Deplorable. As I'm as I'm doing the little like uh AOK sign. <laughs> not yeah. good, terrible. Well, anyway, we made it. Thankfully, dogs and all, we made it out here. Um, Excellent. Our Excellent. one dog was took a gigantic crap at the pet relief area at the SeaTac <laughs> airport. Awesome. Like I didn't, I've never seen him crap that much. Like I don't know if it was a, <laughs> the pressure. Like he's a little dog, but this was like a Saint Bernard sized poop. Like it was he crazy. It he had it stored up. He was ready. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Apart from that, yeah, it, it, there was the move and all the craziness. So that prevented me from like really being able to devote any time to the podcast i mean i'm talking we were packing like until the morning like we, we were up pretty much all night 
<laughs> and oh, they were like man. still throwing stuff in suitcases. Uh, oh, by the wow. time I, my companion's girlfriend or my companion's parents came to uh, take us to the airport. So um, we actually even went to like a going away party. Like we took a break to go to the going away party, then went home and just kept right on packing. So <laughs> yes, I'm sorry I missed that. I was at Disney. Oh, that's fine. Yes, no, it's yes. we would have enlisted you to help us pack. So no, we would not have. <laughs> I'm glad you had a nice time. But um, oh, it was great. Yeah. So anyway, hectic move. And but what what was really crazy is before that, um, we happened to be approaching like a deadline, not a deadline with work, where it, it, we were reaching like a crucial ju- uh, point in the project where the client wanted to evaluate our progress. So we had to do a demo, and then that was kind of kind of determined if this project I'm on was going to continue. Oh, wow. So it, I was like coding like the wind, long days, like getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff done, and packing. To the point where one day, I don't even remember which, I was like on calls, like solve, we were like solving all these networking problems and all these systems problems. So between like, like between calls, you know, I would hand something off to somebody to go research. I would go throw some stuff in the, in the, in the box and then I would be, and then I would come back in and work again and back and forth, back and forth. But it was like trading anxieties because I wasn't sure somebody wasn't going to steal from the box. (laughs) <laughs> right while I was doing this, and then while right. I was out loading the box, I wasn't sure somebody was trying to message me to get a, an answer on something. Um, yeah, so I was like juggling that with this crazy work deadline that was like a couple of weekends long. You know, if you get my drift, I was like working crazy hours, and all that conspired to just make me like not have time to podcast. So <laughs> uh, there it is, folks. There's my sob story. Weekly geekly geekly weekly update. Don't get a job that requires you to deliver things on time. and also don't move that's my advice to you if you don't want to miss a podcast episode (laughs) typically unavoidable activities but if you can if you can't avoid them (laughs) hey um, that's great yeah have you getting a job that that expects nothing from you uh my hat is off to you (laughs) and yeah never move but that's it for me man that's it for the updates too nice nice and uh, I'm sure it's been so long. I'm sure some things have happened in the world. I think like something like called news may have transpired. I don't, I, maybe we have a segment we devote to that. Do we, do we have such yeah, a thing? I think we do. The nerd. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, even Whoa. I forgot the name of it. The news <laughs> extravaganza. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll keep it light today. Um, you know, I'm keeping politics out of it today. So okay. let's just go for some good nerdy stuff. Um, okay. So. Elon Musk. Everybody loves Elon Musk. We love Elon Musk. Uh, Basically, he's come out and said that he, he, uh, you know, his theory uh, on artificial intelligence and AI and uh, machines is that basically we're going to have to merge with machines or we're going to become irrelevant. Okay. Um, He was at the uh, World Government Summit in Dubai, and uh, which is basically the launch of Tesla in the in the UAE in the United Arab Emirates. Nice. Uh, He talked about deep AI. He talked about technology. He said he fears it and he profits from it, which is pretty funny. But uh, basically, he says you know in the short term AI is going to displace jobs and you know especially when it comes to like delivery drivers cabbies chauffeurs you know that kind of thing i mean you're already seeing it with like uber self-driving cars amazon drones those kind of things yep um but uh you know you know he basically said we need to figure out new roles for those people um and but what he's saying is that basically he thinks that humans are eventually going to evolve into cyborgs with organic and biochem uh biomechan- you know biometric body parts and uh if not we're going to become obsolete 
and the you know the, the basically the Terminator machines scenario will happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, at a certain point, what is the point of an imperfect, like, incapable human? You know, uh, if you if you stop and think about it, yeah, we are flawed. I mean, you know, we we did that episode about self driving cars and stuff like that, but I, you know, there are statistics out there that are saying that autonomous cars will put 12 to 15% of the global workforce, the global workforce. So 12 to 15% of however many billions are working out of, out of a job. Oh, I believe it, man. In the, in the mean, next, within the next 20 years. I mean, that's not yeah. like, you know, 50 years from now. That's like, you know, soon. I mean, think about how many, uh, drivers were involved just in my move right like to to ship my stuff to ship my cars to ship the all the boxes you know that i sent um even if they went on planes they got shipped to like a depot and all that like those were human beings driving all those vehicles all of whom are going to be replaced yep and so basically you know i mean i guess it's sort of you know it's not new that's nothing new i mean like that happened basically when the car industry you know when all the you know, robots got started making cars, you know what yeah. I mean? Like those people were out of a job too. I mean, it's just, you just, it, it, it it's going to happen, you know, as technology evolves. I mean, it's, it's happened since the dawn of time, you know, once someone figured out how to, you know, make a movable printing press, then, you know, sorry, scribes, you're out of a job, you know, <laughs> right? like, right. you know what I mean? It's like, now, you got to sort of roll with it, roll with the punches, right? I, I think this potentially is going to be a pretty big one. Um, I mean, that's a massive work workforce displacement not to mention all the other facets of life in which computers and machines are going to take over but i i I don't you know a lot of people always have faith in oh the next best thing but you know i don't think like every truck driver every cab driver what have you every you know ups driver is going to become a phd like computer scientist i mean i i think we're going to have to accept a certain level of unemployment and make some provisions for people to still eat yeah, hopefully. I mean, hope. I mean, ho- I mean, hopefully that won't be it. You never know, though. I, I mean, I look. I, 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 I like to look on the bright side. Sometimes, most of the time, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that humanity can sort of figure that out. You know, I mean, you're still going to need people in other areas. I hope. I, what I guess what I'm saying is, I'm hoping that. Yeah. Okay. So this this 12 to 15 percent of jobs is being cut out, but then this other, you know. 20% of jobs will be created because now you need people who service those machines or do this or that. You know what I mean? Like, I hope so. I, I hope you're right, man. I mean, this harkens back to what was the episode useless eaters that we did uh, yeah. quite a while back. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope, I hope that we either move past the point where you have to be useful to eat or come up with uh, crazy new jobs for all these people. Cause it's kind of scary. I'm a little scared by it. Yeah, I mean, well, you're you're in the perfect industry, you know what I mean? You got you you you've you've you're you've got you've got some pretty good job security. Um uh, if I was a Uber driver or if I was a, you know, a delivery guy or delivery girl or whatever, I would be a little more worried um, cuz that's I mean, not even that, but just the, like think about like the fast food industry. All these people are, you know, they're out there and they're they're yelling, "Oh, we want 15 bucks an hour." And what the fast food industry? Oh, you want 15 bucks an hour? How about we just build some robots to do your job? And then I mean, we give you zero dollars an hour. Yeah, there, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, the the, the day's gonna come. You're gonna walk up to an automated uh, McDonald's, you know, and it's it's gonna just dispense yeah. your food. Yeah, I think they already have the prototypes going right now uh, somewhere. Mm. Like you just, it's just like a kiosk. I mean, they they have that in in Europe right now. Like there's these kiosks where, I mean, there's literally no one there. You just go there and just 
put in some money and just open up a little window and you pull out what you want. I mean, that's uh, as a as a customer, that sounds great. The self driving car sounds great. All this stuff sounds great. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I think there's one person behind, maybe like behind the scenes that just sort of refills the little, you know, things or whatever. Right. But other than that, I mean, it's. They, you know, what do they need someone to just sit there and take your order for and take your money? You, uh, you know? I don't know, man. But but ask <laughs> ask yourself this. I mean, think about some of the really lousy customer service you had at fast food places from people that are just total dimwits. You know, and 80, 90% of the people you go, they're friendly, they do their job. But think of that 10, 15% who are dimwits. What's their career choice when McDonald's is no longer an option? Uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully right. <laughs> not robbing me. <laughs> <laughs> you got. I mean, you're you're be, you're better off just giving them a basic living, man. I'm telling you, yeah. you don't want you don't want these roaming vagabonds, you know, causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is a fringe of society. They're gonna like start their own colony. And... Yeah, man. They're the, the those are the uh, those are like the fringers. Those are the in that useless eaters episode. These are the people yeah. we talked about that were just like the surplus humanity. Like it's awful to say, but. I mean, it's gonna be it, like uh, with Demolition Man, the guys that like live underground. They don't want to eat a Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, like it, right now, your your right to exist is tied to your uh, ability to to earn your right to exist. And I, once you get a massive segment of the population that can't earn a living, I, I'm not sure what you do, man. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Well, luckily, you know, hopefully, we'll be. We won't have to worry about that at that point, right? Elon Musk will figure it out, won't yeah, he? Yeah, Elon Musk should figure this out for us. Um, so speaking of fringers and uh, crazy people, uh, well, not really, but um, so Pokemon players, right? Oh, Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon card, not Pokemon Go, but Pokemon cards. Still, yep. still very popular, still played every single day by you know tons of kids tons of adults even um you know and they come out with new cards and it's you know very, sort of you know sort of like my magic card i was talking about very collectible uh people love them well nintendo owns that franchise and they just screwed over uh basically everybody uh-huh. um because well basically the booster boxes that they sell are all mapped so like whatever and just just like we were talking about with machines that maybe a human would have caught this but the machines that put all the the boxes together for the booster packs you know the single packs of cards all the booster boxes are mapped a certain way so like you open like you know where in the box the rare and ultra rare cards are oh okay so somebody leaked that on to youtube and so now, basically, all you got to do is go and just pick out the right pack, and you know you're going to get an ultra rare. And if you don't, you're going to just going to get garbage. Oh, so you wait, you wait for the, the the store person to open up a box, and you know the and the nth pack in is the one with the rare card. In it, it? It, exactly, exactly. Uh. And, and and also that I mean, so that's just if you're like a savvy buyer, right? But I mean, this also can screw consumers because if you don't know about this, if you're just a you know kid going in and buying Pokemon cards, but the owner of the store knows about that. He or she can open up that box, pull out the good ones, and just leave the packs with the crap in it. You know, and, you and then know th- <laughs> oh, right, and then open up those packs, put those ultra rares in a little display case, and say, yep. "Hey, I'll sell you these for twenty 10 bucks. bucks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you, you, you know that you know some of the sleazy people that own the collectible shops are doing that exact thing too. Oh God, even worse. I mean, they they do that with like promotion, like you know, like companies send, like we have a problem with that all the time at Yellow and like all these other board game companies. We'll send them like you know promo cards or ultra rare little things, you know, that we only give away to, to retailers to try to help them sell the products, and they just throw that shit on eBay, you know, or, or they'll, oh, they'll no. you know. Yeah, they'll they'll just blatantly sell it in their store, which you know it, it's really hard to police that. But you're supposed to like use it as maybe a prize in a in a game or something, right? Like you're supposed to, use, to promote the product. Aren't yeah, you? Like exactly. It's supposed to be you know we give you this so that people will come to your instead of just going on Amazon or going on whatever one of these online retailers and buying it, they're actually going to spend an extra few bucks to buy the game at your store or you know come to a, a tournament or something or whatever, play the game at your store, demo it, and they'll get a special little prize. But these guys just take them and throw them on eBay and. Psh, uh lame not good yeah it sucks not good so good job there nintendo i'm, I'm a, you know uh, i'm sure they'll fix the problem but that doesn't stop like that you know basically all the boosters that are out now that's you know it's you're basically their fair game essentially yeah all the stuff that's in circulation oh that sucks yeah. yep so rogue one you know yeah. i loved it I know you loved you loved it. We had that amazing event for it, uh, all, you know, with the fans and all of our good friends and stuff, where we rented out the theater. Um, what did you think about the uh, Peter Cushing, Grand Moff Tarkin, and uh, Princess Leia uh, CGI? Um, it took me like I was suspicious of Tarkin right away, and then when it was him and oh, what was his name, the uh, overseer Krennic. guy. Krennic, Krennic, when they were yeah. when they were going back and forth, that then I was like, oh yeah, he's CG, but he's really good CG, so I'll let it slide. Yeah. Um, he, I thought Tarkin looked. I mean, I, I got past it. it. It wasn't a deal breaker. Leia was a little less good, <laughs> but but she was only on for a second. So yeah. Uh, all in all, I think they did a really good job. You could tell it was CG, but it was damn good CG. Yeah, it was good, um, but you know, it, of course, you know the, the the masses and the comic book guy, you know, comic book guys and all those <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. They 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 took to the internet with you know sound and fury to how could they do that? And you know, everyone was all upset about it, but whatever. Come on, seriously? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the movie was great. Just get over it, you know. Um, well, somebody asked um, Stephen Moffat, uh, the showrunner of Doctor Who, whether or not we might see some CGI doctors from the past that have passed on uh and he said absolutely no way <laughs> he said no uh he said basically like every other doctor who fan you know when i saw rogue one uh i was you know i was like wow you know but uh basically uh don't expect to see any any, any uh <laughs> any any cgi doctors anytime soon. okay huh uh, he objects so. he objects to the practice or um well i don't know that he objects on principle, but he sort of, he basically was like, look, Star Wars probably has a little bit of a bigger budget than we do at Doctor Oh, Who, yeah, yeah, so. okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. I, yeah. so, I mean, t- to be fair, so I love Doctor Who, but some of their some of their effects show a lack of budget from time yeah, to time. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's that's part of the fun of it, too. You know, I mean, especially if you watch the old school ones. I mean, that, that was just like a shoestring budget they were on. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, literally, the Dalek was like a plunger, you know, and it's, it's, it's yes. like a, from the hardware store. Um but uh, yeah, with the first three doctors having passed away, uh, and then John Hurt, uh, which you know that's some news. I guess I, I don't think we covered it in the last episode. Uh, John Hurt, uh, the War Doctor, uh, having passed away. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. uh, not the War Doctor. I'm sorry. The the 
the doctor from the uh, most recent where all three of them got together. Um, yeah. He uh, he passed away, unfortunately. So, you know, there is, I guess, there could be, you know, some resurgence if they had the budget. But uh, basically, he told fans don't expect it anytime soon. Mm. Uh, on to a lighter note. And, you know, we were talking about fast food. So let's sort of get back to it. Um, you can finally get married at Taco Bell. Oh, yay. I, I, I don't know why, but like people insist on getting married at fast food restaurants. Uh, okay. You know, uh, a lot of people do it. I, you know, I guess maybe they met there or they had their first date there or they, you know, who knows, you know, I, I don't know why anyone would have their first date at a fast food restaurant or maybe they went there. You know, I don't know. For whatever reason, people like to get married at, at, uh, at, uh, at, at fast food restaurants and other ones, you know, other fast food restaurants will let you do it, but I guess Taco Bell wouldn't. Uh, but now they are letting you do it for $600. You can get married inside a Las Vegas Taco Bell and uh, you can, you don't even have to wait. Cause you know, in Vegas you can just go get married like right there or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you get like a combo meal with that wedding or how does that work yeah apparently i think you get like a little bit of a spread of food and some sodas and you know all that kind of stuff and you they even have like this like taco bell like little trellis thing that you take a picture in front of and Ooh, you can hold up your you can hold up your fire sauce you know Ooh, and you get like yeah. unlimited unlimited baja blast mountain dew like for the whole wedding party. Yeah, you get free refills, man. The refills and like you know, you can you can you get your little plastic champagne champagne flutes and do the around the world with the soda machine. And, you know, everybody everybody throws that that rice that they put in the chicken burrito. Yeah, supreme, yeah. like that kind of brownie exactly. brown. We're not really sure what that rice is. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm I'm so. gonna go tell the companion that she's in for a big surprise for our wedding. It's gonna nice. be chalupa themed. Chalupa themed. Yeah, you can have the little uh, Taco Bell dog there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and to not to be one upped, Burger King said, "Fine." Well, we already, you know, that's old hat. We already let people get married at Burger King. Um, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna start giving away sex toys. What in yes. Vegas? Uh, no, in Europe actually. Okay, all right. So yeah. you know, Europe is a little more forward sexually. Than yeah, here. that wouldn't um, happen here, right? In in uh, in Europe, the Burger King adult meal comes with two whoppers. Ha ha ha! Two whoppers, uh, got it. Uh, two servings of French fries, perfect it, for the yeah. couples to share. Two beers, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, and a complimentary sex toy. Oh, so you can nice. get they they they're not saying what kind of sex toy it is, but they they you know they drop some hints in their little video, uh, which I uh, you know I encourage you to go check out. Uh, but basically, you know, so I guess you can get married in Taco Bell and if, you know, to keep the spark in the marriage, you can go to Burger King. Yeah. For your honeymoon. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Does the, does the king carry like a scepter? You know, uh, (laughs) it's a little phallic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that that would make sense. But, uh, but yeah, so married at the bell, run for the border, uh, to get married and then hit the king for some extra good loving all right yeah and that does the news all right great news man i cannot wait i'm looking so forward to getting married now and then going to europe for a, an exotic <laughs> burger king adventure a uh, a sexy whopper <laughs> yeah yeah give me the uh, sexy whopper <laughs> oh man uh well <laughs> 
Um, funny you should end on a, tra- on a travel note and yes. that I should be lamenting my recent travels because that brings us to tonight's topic. And uh, it is inspired by all the packing I had to do and in what seemed like not enough time. And it is a take on a popular exercise. You probably like had to do this in one or more of your lower level college classes. At least I did. For some reason, it came up in several college classes. Really? Um, and even in high school. But it, it, it was an exercise wherein the teacher gives you like a list of items and says, you're going to a desert island or you're going on a rocket ship or you're going away and you have to choose from these items to take with you and, and come up with justification for why. Right. I don't know if the whole point uh, – it may have been to – you know, measure your reasoning or, or to your, your ability to persuade or what I don't even, you know, it was the exercise seemed to serve different purposes depending on the class, but it was never stuff I really wanted to bring. It was like, Oh, do I want the lighter or the, you know, the canned food, <laughs> you know, like, uh. <laughs> so I thought, uh, I thought we would get away from like the necessities angle. Cause blah, and have some fun with it with, with a similar thing. Like, so, Let's just say that like Elon Musk uh, has not been able to shepherd us into an era of uh, robot and machine and human uh, harmony. And we are getting on a rocket to leave to go to a, a place far away. And we have all the provisions we'll ever need. Right? You, 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 right. you know, so you don't got to worry about food. I need that stuff. Yeah, not, none of that's with you. And you have to, you know, your loved ones are going with you. So don't worry about your family your and stuff. Your pets and your family and all that. Yeah, every, everything you love. Right. So you don't have to like, you know, any companions listening can rest assured they're coming with us and they can make their own choices. But you and I, we have to, we have to come up with our choices for what we want to bring with us in the way of entertainment to keep us occupied for the uh, long journey to another star. I don't know how long it'll take just a long time, Okay, but we'll get there in our lifetime, but you gotta, you gotta stay occupied somehow and you're going to lose your TV signal pretty quick. Um, (laughs) so I guess basically that's it. And I know th- this should be entertaining because we, we have varied interests. But uh, yeah, Cam, what, uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Something you might like to bring to keep you entertained on the long journey. So I'm assuming like Netflix is like freely available. Like yeah, all, that just, stu- all that stuff is just already I mean, there. Yeah, up. I mean, yeah, let's just say up until the point you leave, you'll have access to all of the media that the world has ever known. It's on a gigantic hard drive or something on the ship yeah okay so you, so you don't have to like bring your, you know your back to the future dvd box yeah yeah, like, no, no. yeah yeah no yeah yeah um, yeah you probably wouldn't you won't you won't be getting any new programming after a certain point i would guess because you'd be out of range but yeah, yeah. but by that time you'd think that there'd be tons of netflix right to oh prop yeah you'll never you'll yeah, never you, get done watching it right right okay so all right so assuming that i would have to say my board game collection but the problem is is that like that's gonna take up a shit ton of space so i guess um, i would have to i guess i would have to pick out like i mean how much space do we have like what's our what's our who what's our spa- space and weight you know i didn't think i i wanted to say like unlimited but let's just say uh you can fill now, 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 you don't have to live in it. This is just storage. Let's just say they're giving you a, a standard-sized bedroom's worth of storage for all your stuff, for all okay. your your fun stuff. Okay. All right, so I could definitely pack my board games into that. Nice. So, so okay. I definitely would take my board games. That way, look, if there's any, like, systems failure or we get to where we're going and there's no power or we can't access, you know, the files get corrupted, we can't watch, you know, uh, Nick, you know, whatever, uh, we can't watch uh, – 
uh, Luke Cage or whatever on Netflix, <laughs> right? That, then uh, you know we have board games, and board games are the ultimate. You know, you don't you don't need anything but your own human and brain power, right? Yeah, that, that's so, the, so, that's the so truth. I guess I guess that my, my first thing would be my board games. Okay, good one. Um, mine is power dependent, but I'm assuming I would at least have some kind of a, you know, I'd be able to charge a battery using an exercise bike now and then. I would definitely bring all my classic consoles and all of my games and all the games I've meant to play, yeah. but never did. I would actually just stock up on every game I ever wanted to play, but didn't, and I'd have limitless time to play them. Yeah. So my, my dream of finally catching up on all my games would come true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in your scenario, one would assume that, you know, included in that hard drive would be all the games ever made, you know, that you could play. Oh. But, but like, but, uh. you know, like you said, you're, you have very rare games in terms of just the cartridge. You know what I mean? Like, so I would, I would assume yeah. you'd want that. Or would you just sell? I mean, I don't know what the market would be for those when you, I'm to not the selling. Place we're going, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not selling. No. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I look down a little on emulation. I, I not for any good reason because it's just as good. It's even better in some cases than the original. But right. I would prefer to play on original systems on original media if possible. Yeah. So no, I, I, I talk agree to the, with that. I agree. With I talked to the logistics officer and see if it was possible to get those on. Yeah, because who knows? I mean, like those consoles. Who knows if they'd be even compatible? You know, like I tried to play. I got that. You know, the Genesis and the the Atari yeah. little emulator or whatever consoles. And they're just, I mean, you know, I, I try to play those on my 4K TV and it's, you, it's like almost impossible to make out what you're doing. Oh, it's Cause like garbage. The, cause it's like 8-bit graphics, you know, on a 4K TV. It's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, you need, you need like a, an I mean, upscaler. For, first world problems, obviously. But you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'd want to take that. Um, I, I, okay, so I guess next would be my comics, my comic collection. There you go. Uh, again... You could be digitized, but it's not the same. Right, right? As, you... as reading. And again, like, I'm sort of thinking of, say, the worst happens, we're cut off from humanity, we, we can't generate power, or if we can generate power, we can't allocate the precious power to, you know, leisure or whatever. Okay, you can right. always You can always crack open a comic book and, t- and read it. You know, my books and my comics, I can always crack them open and read them. Same thing with my All board right. games, I can always, you know, just pop that top and, you know, play the game. I like it. Okay, so so you're going you're going like you know, books and comic books in this case, like all reading material in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But okay. I mean, uh, that's not. I mean, I don't have a ton of like I don't have a big library. You know, like all my comics could. You know, I have like you know five or six of those big long white boxes. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I could fit those in there, and then you know maybe you know maybe two or three just decent sized boxes for books. That would be it. Okay. Uh, my uh, my next one is also books, but. And this is going to sound weird, but it's something I contemplated as I was finally throwing away some of these that I meant to keep forever. I would bring a huge number of academic and textbooks, um, and I would learn subjects at my own leisurely pace with no grades, no pressure, no nothing. Really? I would even I would bring all like I I retain some of my favorite college textbooks. Like, and every once in a while, I do break them open just out of curiosity. Um, but I would bring them and I would study things at my leisure because I, I always felt in school like I was on. You were so much under the gun to prepare for the exam or the project that you didn't really get to savor the material. You didn't really get to just sit down and read the textbook the way the author intended, slowly and carefully, and read all the explanations and really chew over the material. 
Um, and I think you probably could get more out of an education if you weren't just kind of cramming for exams all the yeah. time. See, I would take my, I was, I was thinking about like my D and D book, my, you know, my Pathfinder. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a book that I was talking about <laughs> and my dice, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. Not even fiction, not even fiction books. Uh, yeah, like no. your, your book, your books for tabletop. Okay. Or, well, or, yeah, yeah. I mean some fiction books. Yeah. But I mean, again, I'm sort of some of the, some of the books that I love, like I would bring my Tolkien series and I'd bring my, you know, Game of Thrones books and things like that or Song of Ice and Fire books. But like, you know, I wouldn't be bringing a ton of fiction because I would just sort of rely on the computer to, you know, let me read, you know, that other stuff or, you know, textbooks and, you know, whatever I needed for that technical schematics. Uh, sure. But, you know, that is a good idea to bring those because, again, like I said, in, in the event of some sort of catastrophe, that would be like the sum of like knowledge that we had at that point. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but of course, like, you know, we're talking about this, but if there was really that kind of a catastrophe, I mean, I doubt we'd have like a lot of time to be like playing board games and, you know, actually that's like, true. So uh, we'd be out trying to like hunt for food and like build a hut or whatever. Like may- maybe we're not putting quite the sense of urgency, uh, on it that, that there, there would be, I mean, we're talking, Elon Musk calls you up at two in the morning. He's like, listen, we're sending a, a, U, a U-Haul box to your house, you know, yeah. or a couple of them that'll, to fill a room. Pack up all your favorite things right now that you want to play with on this 10-year journey to a planet, you know, or however long it's going to take. Yeah. Um, and you got to scramble. You know, maybe worth overthinking, well, he's going to load the, you know, the computer's memory systems with all of our favorite games and all that. <laughs> maybe not. Like, maybe, you know, you really do have to bring your own stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we could add that restriction to make this a little more compelling and, and urgent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I definitely have a box, like, you know, my companion put together this box for me for Christmas. as like all of our, like, little, you know, notes and things like that. I'd want, you know, uh, little, little sentimental things like that I'd want to take. I'd want to take, like, you know, my old pictures from when I was, like, a kid and growing up with my family and stuff like that. I want to take that, you know, again, assuming like we don't, aren't going to have that on, you know, digitized or whatever, somehow I'd want to take those, uh, you know, the memory stuff that, you know, stuff that really means thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's a good point. I'd want to, I'd want to bring like keepsakes and, uh, like mementos and so on. Yeah. Uh, what about pets? I, I wonder if they would let you take a, it's not really an entertainment thing, but I feel like it's, well, we added that in loved ones and stuff, didn't we? So the pets yeah. would be allowed. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's worth a worth a you know sort of a, I guess a, a, a you know a talk about. I mean, what you know? What do you think if? But I mean, they they would have to, right? Like, if you're going on this long voyage and you're going to end up living somewhere, I mean, you have got to be able to have pets there, right? I mean, they, I would think. I mean, these are the last dogs ever. You'd have to bring them with yeah, you. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that like. They're also sending animals and plants and all, you know, whatever, like stuff that we need. I, you know, I don't even know. Like, that, that's a good point. You're bringing up something that even goes past the entertainment. Like, if we were building essentially an ark to go to another planet, would we need to bring, like, livestock and pets and, like, or we need to bring embryos for all these different creatures? Like, I'm yeah, not even sure. It would probably be, like, frozen embryos, like... Uh, I hope they bring scientists to put all that stuff back together because I'm I'm just going to have fun and like read and yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one would hope too that like whatever like place that they set up for us or, or whatever that they find for us to go to is like, are you know it's like Earth Part Two, you know what I mean? It already has like animals and you know plants and all kinds of you know stuff that we can go and 
live you know live with and from i hope yeah i hope you're right i hope it, yeah, i hope it's uh compatible with us or we're compatible with it yeah it's not like what is that interstellar we're like it's just an ice world oh yeah what a, <laughs> they just kept finding one crap hole world after another i know that, right? man i was like it's like all right first we're on this ice world then we're on this world where like a big wave comes and kills us every five minutes like the hell man like yeah that was that was rotten man i was like oh that, that made me fear space i don't want to go it didn't, didn't seem fun at all that's i mean that's the cold hard truth though is that space is like the ultimate killer man it is just inhospitable and until we figure out some like next 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 level technology like we're we're stuck here man yeah we are we are we are stuck here i mean maybe maybe we should just call this like a trip to mars which is only a few months then i yeah. then i could see <laughs> packing yeah. like enough enough fun stuff yeah but i mean mars even like you know we're not living yeah. outside you know what i mean like we're living that's in a true pod there's still um, a radiation problem even there yeah yeah did you – oh, I forgot to bring this up in my weekly, but um, did you see that movie uh, Arrival? No, I've heard good things, but I've not yeah, seen it. Yeah, I watched that actually last night, and um, that sort of deals with a lot of stuff. Like it's like basically, you know, aliens come. There's like 12 different like alien pods that set up like in different regions all over the world. Like one's over the United States, one's over Russia, one's over China, like whatever. And like they get um, Amy Adams, the redhead who she's, she, I think she plays Lois Lane in the Superman movies or whatever. Okay. Uh, they get her cause she's like the, you know, one of the foremost, you know, interpreters or whatever, because these things are trying to, you know, the aliens are trying to talk to us basically, but they talk in a language that no one understands. It's like these like, smoke circles that they sort of like make just you know impromptu okay and so she's got to go there and basically like that's like sort of what i mean it's 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 sort of like gives you the idea that okay like these people don't travel they they, the whole thing is they travel in in a much different way than we do they sort of like travel like through time almost and uh uh you know just the vastness of space like how do you how do you traverse that and I think just recently I read an article that scientists like the, the universe is expanding much faster than they even thought. You know, oh man. Like a year ago. You know what I mean? Like we're just spinning like farther and farther apart from, you know, anything around us at, at an alarming rate, you know, that sucks. <laughs> that yeah. means it's going to get harder to get places if we yeah. don't hurry. So, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, I guess our, our galaxy is moving. I think it's, uh, I believe our galaxy is moving, you know? So like, I guess one would think that it were, um, you know, it we're equidistant or, or we're, you know, we're moving at the same rate as the other objects in our galaxy. So that would remain constant, but I'm no, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. So don't, don't quote me on that. Yeah. This concept was always kind of like difficult for me to grasp because the way I understand it is everything is moving farther apart from everything like all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, which would make sense because if it was a big bang and everything's expanding outwards but like i mean right but like so how, does that <laughs> how would we intersect you know what i mean you would never intersect if something was just going outwards you know except for things that were sort of close to you that like you know you bump into one thing and it bumps into something else and then you know yeah like i, I see I'm, I'm i'm imagining probably erroneously the universe has like a sphere and there was like a mid you know like a central point of of the sphere that was the starting point of everything that's probably not the right way to think about it well not that this is like scientifically like 
excitable or whatever but i was at epcot and they i did the (laughs) i'd never been on this before i don't know how i i missed it all these years but like i did the ellen oh the universe of energy energy yeah thing or whatever yeah and young young ellen and young bill nye yeah Yeah. and that's how bill nye explained it that it was just a big circle a big you know math i mean that's how i've always understood it just through like read you know whatever the books i read and stuff it's all the mass of the universe packed together into like a tight ball where like a teaspoon of it would have the mass of like a million billion suns or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. And like, it just all exploded like omnidirectionally. So if it does that, I mean, yeah, it's just early on, like things are close to each other. So they may like, hit, you know, hit each other, but like, as they're constantly, yeah, going, it happens. Yeah. As they're, as they're constantly going out, like L- less chance of interaction. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, Wow, and we're getting a little far afield from packing, uh, yeah, <laughs> packing our yeah. board games. But, but I mean, you know, is humanity's ultimate hope that we become such powerful manipulators of things that we can like wrangle some things and kind of keep some section of the universe together? You know, so it doesn't just become impossibly distant. Either that, or we're just going to have to figure out a different way to travel, like you know, like wormholes or whatever. You know, some some way to sort of bend space time so that we can get there. Uh. But I mean, the way that I understand it is that it's impossible to time travel. I mean, that's what physicists say right now is that it's impossible. You can't, you, you, you can't do it, but, uh, you, you can, but you can slow time down and you can like, you know, do that kind of stuff, but you can't go from like point A to point B. Oh, through time. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. so doctor who is like not really going to happen. I mean, that was actually, that's, that's who like dispelled the myth. They did this, like the science of doctor who special on BBC. And who's that young, like good looking, british scientist i forget his name god i can't remember his name um uh, but he did this this mm. big thing basically and just explained like like how like you know time works and if you were like even if you got like went to a, a black hole like you'd get sucked into that black hole like the whole like noodle theory where like all your atoms would just get like <laughs> one by yeah. one like like a noodle you know but yeah. like your like image would like stay there forever like at the edge of the event horizon basically but like your mass and everything just gets sucked in and it's just compressed in, in the black hole. But you can't, you can't, you can never bend time back on itself. You can bend time like a certain degree to the left or the right, but you can't ever get it back around on itself where you're going behind. So you'd slow, oh, the, so you'd slow time down as you got closer to the black hole, sort of like an interstellar, you know? So you, yeah. the time would slow down. So time would pass differently for you than it would other people, but you wouldn't be able to travel like through it. So in a sense, if time slowed down for you, you could. Oh, it's telling me lost connection to server on my. Uh... Oh no. Uh oh. Okay, it says it's back. I mean, you're still recording in progress. Okay. Yeah. yeah the internet connection has been a little flaky doodle here. Uh. So in a sense, maybe you could time travel because you could slow way down, and then everything could pass you by. Then you could reemerge, and things would have passed you by i guess yeah but then i don't think you'd ever be able to get back though right so everybody you knew would be dead and you'd be in the future but then nobody would know who the hell you were right that's an unsatisfying form of time travel because if you can't like gain knowledge of the future and then bring it back with you what the hell's the point exactly exactly Uh. and i think that's exactly that that was the whole thing of like interstellar where like he like everything passed him by and then he ended up coming back but like his like you know, teenage daughter was now like, you know, in her nineties or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The, the girl that I, the one that was actually kind of responsible for bringing him back, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 
because he was like pushing books or something. Yeah, oh, that, 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 that was, that was weird. That, that part was weird, but I don't know about like, you know, everything else sort of, you know, was, was decent. Uh, oh, yeah, that was Matthew McConaughey, wasn't it? Yep, Mr. McConaughey. And I'm thinking like Ben Affleck, but he, he was like the bad astronaut in that, right? They tried to kill him. No, it was Matt Damon. He was a dick. Matt yeah. Damon, not Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Matt Damon. Yeah, he lured Matt. them to that like ice planet with like fake whatever, like right. messages that he found this awesome place or whatever, and they get there. And, sorry. He was just trying to get off, basically. Yeah, right? exactly. He was trying to escape. He was just, trying to get, just trying to get away. Couldn't he just ask? Away. Couldn't he have just told them to come save me? No, because <laughs> he knew they would say no. Like, basically, like, he knew that, like, it was Earth's last hope and they're not going to come to a place where... Basically, everyone knew they were signing their, like, death sentence. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh. Like, so unless, he... unless you found a place where life could be habitable, you were you were dead. Okay, so he he basically was being selfish there and being like, just, yeah. just I'll, I'll take what years I have left, come save me. Okay. Yep. Exactly. I don't, I don't know if I'd want to stay on a frozen ice world for the rest of my days either, though. That was pretty awful. Yeah, I mean, but it's like you sort of know that signing up. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, I got to try to save humanity. If this world is, is promising and I get to it and it's great, then awesome. I've saved humanity. But if not, then I died in that service. <sighs> Were there any other creatures on that planet or no? Or was it just... I don't I think don't so. I think it was just like just ice, like just icy rock. Uh terrible i mean they didn't give him the space cyanide to kill yourself with <laughs> they should have right I, I mean i would be like you got to give me like something to take here because if i land in hell i yeah. don't want to live yeah you might as well just end it oh add that to my add, the, add that to my packing list too <laughs> your, just in case your, something your, goes your, your cyanide pill just in case yeah my space cyanide yeah <laughs> actually i would want some kind of like dead man's uh what is it, a dead man's trigger like if somehow i was unable to act i would i, I would want to be you know yeah I put out of my misery. Just so done. yeah. Well, I mean, we. I, I'm assuming we'd have like robots that would just take care of that for us, right? Uh, I would hope. Euthanasia, <laughs> I would hope. Euthanasia bot. 5, I mean, 000. yeah. Like <laughs> stranded in some like awful corner of space is no way to go. Yeah. Well, unless you had a lot of board games and other people. If you had your family with you. Yeah, I mean, if you had board games in your family, I mean, you could just chill. <laughs> you could chill forever. <laughs> and a replicator of some food, you know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, the, now the replicator makes it no fun because you just bring nothing and the replicator makes you whatever you want. Yeah. It, it could do everything but complex machinery, right? Like it couldn't make a phaser. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, it can make like a glass and a cup of tea and like whatever, but I don't think it can make like, you know. But I mean, then again, with like 3D printing, like, I mean, you know, it's sort of like a replicator, right? <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. like 3D I, print like cars and engines and shit now. Oh, I so mean, we should... We should I mean, add a 3D printer yeah, yeah. to our list. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, I was assuming that would be like part of the hardware in the, in okay, the, in the you know the ship. I mean, the ship's got to have something like already equipped on it, right? It's not just like a yeah, but for your personal can. entertainment, <laughs> for your entertainment though, you have to bring your own stuff. Like, you can't yeah. use a 3D printer made for like replacement parts to like make your own stuff. Yeah, so. I guess not. You have to bring your own 3D printer. Yeah. Um, what I I think ooh you know I'd want to bring like. I don't want to bring like my own robots. Not no, that weren't the ship's robots, but like my own f- like fun, entertaining robots. Programmable robots, yeah. Yeah, or, programmable you want to bring or Alexa. <laughs> yeah, for, I would, that, that's a great that's a great for example. Uh, either that or bring yeah, I'd want to bring some kind of a robotic friend or servant to go along with the family. Maybe did a you, robot dog. Did you see that? Uh... That news story, I think it was in Britain. I did I do it last week. I can't remember, but basically, like, where Alexa, like, someone said, like, Alexa, uh, uh, basically, someone said, Alexa, buy, buy, 
Alexa's already been having like a bunch of problems because whenever anyone says Alexa, like it, yes, it's like turns on. You know what I mean? Like so, if you yep. have a daughter named Alexa or whatever, and yeah, I guess I know some, the pain. <laughs> yeah, and I guess somehow like somebody said some phrase and it ordered like a dollhouse for somebody, and it was like oh a, no, it was like a hundred and sixty pound dollhouse, like uh, like for like or four hundred something like a really expensive like dollhouse, right? And because uh, I guess you got to put on there that like. It, it it will prompt you if it's like, or do you really want to buy this? You know what I'm saying? Because if yeah. not, it'll just buy like whatever. Yep. So, and then I guess a local news story <laughs> picked that up and the, the anchor basically repeated what the guy said to order the dollhouse. <laughs> so everyone no. with Alexa at home that was within earshot of the TV, it, like, and didn't have their thing disabled, like it ordered that for them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's yeah. annoying. So, <laughs> But yeah, so you'd want to bring your Alexa, but I guess, I mean, Amazon wouldn't be delivering to Mars or whatever. I would hope not. I mean, yeah. if, if we're going to all this trouble and they can beat us there with had to have packages waiting, then yeah. they were kind of holding back. Yeah. <laughs> well, by the way, s- I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, by the way, speaking of the uh, Amazon Echo, I changed my keyword. They let you choose different ones. They let you use computer now. So okay. now I'm like Jean-Luc. Oh, you're like, computer, tell me whatever. Yeah, yeah, but awesome. but you'd be surprised how often that word comes up oh, in conversation. Yeah, computer is <laughs> – I think we've probably said computer probably like, you know, 50 times right. already. So it, it's constantly like, yes, what can I help you? I'm like, no, no, not 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 you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you got to name it like something totally like off the wall, like, you know. Uh, you only get – yeah, you only get choices between like a few words right now. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so it has to, has to be one of their pre-selected or whatever. Yeah, eventually I'm sure they'll come with a, an activation word, you know, customizer, but not right now. Well, that's why like the Google one is like you got to say okay Google. You can't yes. say just you can't just say Google. You have to say okay Google because like that's not going to come up that often. But people say Google all the time like hey Google right. this, Google that and then it's like what? What do you what can I help you with, you know? But the only the only thing is sound saying okay Google is saying that is embarrassing, so I don't ever yeah, I my, just, my brother loves that. He does that all. I mean, he uses that thing fucking like crazy. He's like, okay. I, I use I use it a lot, but I just hit the microphone button and, uh, and ask gotcha. rather than say the, that dumb <laughs> phrase. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But no, what I was gonna say is that um, did you see that? Um, so now Amazon, you know, they they had already talked about like drones or whatever, like delivering your packages or whatever. So now they've applied for some patent where they're gonna like have like some like Nick Fury shield, like helicarrier. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have like this, like aerial distribution center. I think they called it. Wow. Like orbiting. Or something. Yeah. Where it'll just be up there. And like you order like, all right, I need uh whatever. If I can, you know, I want to buy the new, whatever, you know, final fantasy game and the little drone just freaking pops out, you know, gets loaded up with it and just, flies down to your house <laughs> that's kind of awesome drops actually. it off yeah now i don't know uh, i don't know if it flies back up or like if it goes to like some home base where then it gets like sent back because you gotta think about it, things probably gotta be super high right like i mean yeah what i've heard is they're gonna have like little staging centers for the drones all over the place yeah um either connected to warehouses or not but i mean yeah maybe it'll have its own fleet or they'll fly up to it if need be to get the item well, I would think, um, like, to get, like, the, I think the best coverage area, like, you have to be, like, super high. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. If you're just, like, you know, a thousand feet up, you're only going to get a very limited coverage area. But if you're, like, at 50,000 feet, you can cover, like, whole state, you know, like, whole regions of the country. You know what I mean? So, like, 
I, I would assume that the drone could probably like come down. But to fly all the way back oh, up yeah, probably yeah. wouldn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? So okay. they could so probably like one time deployable. Yeah, yeah. Drones. well, no. So they could just drop it, and then like it would then like go to like one of those distributions. Like you know, they're, they 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 get reused, obviously. Like then they sure, go to sure. like the distribution center, and then they like hang out there, and then they either like get sent back up in some sort of shipment. Cause I mean, obviously they're going to have to resupply those things, you know? Yeah. So Every like, so often, maybe the, the base lands, it gets resupplied. That, or, that makes sense. Yeah. Or they send something that's capable of flying up there to resupply and dock with it or whatever. You know what I mean? And just offload the, 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 the cargo. But, Man. Are, pe- are there going to be people on this thing? Or is it going to be all, all like automated? Cause I would love thing. a job working yeah. on that flying platform thing. That imagine, yeah. Imagine you're just up there like for, well, it's going to have to get like, refueled like constantly right like it's not just going to be up there like it has to yeah i don't know is it is it a helicarrier or is it like a balloon based thing what like what are they i i don't i don't don't remember from the store i read this like a week or two ago but like that's kind of cool though yeah it's just it's supposedly going to be like just perpetually up there and it's just there like i mean i guess maybe like if they did that space elevator thing you know where they like put the thing in space yeah it's like anchored in space by just like space you know what i mean like just because there's like no gravity there but then like it drops like you know tethers or whatever and then just like holds the thing you know it'd be in a geosynchronous orbit with whatever that thing is that like the anchor i guess we'll call it for lack of a better term sure sure i'm actually i'm actually not sure how a space elevator works because like is it basically is it like at a escape velocity but not like i don't understand you know what i mean like but then tethered to the earth or wouldn't it just come crashing right back down i am not quite i and i know it's theoretically possible i'm just i'm not sure how it works conceptually yeah. well again I'm, again i'm like no neil degrasse tyson or <laughs> me neither <whatever. laughs> me neither <laughs> but i believe the concept is that because it's in space and it's in like a geosynchronous orbit or whatever with the ground like okay. you have just think about like just say like you you put something in space right and it's just constantly in orbit right and then you just dropped if this was possible like a rope and the rope just went oh. all the way down to like the 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 crust of the earth basically and so okay. then like it's there and it's like holding up whatever the elevator is that you know structure and you can like go up because it's already up there you know what i'm saying it's already it's, okay. it's being held in place by but you- space essentially okay so, so you you establish your anchor in space first, then right. you drop the line down. Okay, yeah, because I'm like thinking like building a tower all the way up. It's just going to keep falling. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. I think I think I think the idea is you build down. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like you don't build up. That makes sense. And it's in a geosynchronous orbit, so the the thing is, the, even without the anchor, the thing would stay in place anyway. The 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 anchor is really the conduit for moving stuff up and down. Well, I think I think the thing itself, like whatever, let's just call it the anchor, like. That is already it, like just by virtue of it being in orbit, like it's there. Oh, you know what I'm I mean? sorry. I, yeah, I, it, I mean the the rope, the tether isn't in so much a tether as it is an avenue to move things up and down. Is what I'm saying, right? right? Yeah, just think of like okay. just for like you know just okay. Tom and okay. Jerry, just Tom and Jerry like imagery. It's like a pulley. You know what I mean? It's like the anchor is the pulley that's up in space. Yeah, and, and you can just go up okay. and down that rope or whatever. Obviously, I'm it's of, a lot more technical. But. No, but you're right. But I'm thinking of it the wrong way. Like I'm uh, like. T- picture spinning something at the end of a rope you know what i mean like and just yeah. spinning around like that's more the scenario we're talking about where it's you know what i mean like it's it's going to stay there no matter what yeah but except there's no rope <laughs> like, yeah I mean, I mean then that brings that in anyway. all, all kinds of other problems of like okay so yeah so that like space there's no weather so it's cool there but like once it gets down to like the atmosphere 
there's all kinds of winds and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like how yeah. do you keep it tethered to the ground and not like shifting back and forth? Like when I was in freaking when I was in Toronto, we, we went to that like needle they have there, like that it's not the space needles there, that's in Seattle, but like they have that CN tower or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. that shit was moving. It was moving like yeah, crazy. Yeah. And that was like only like a you know, a few thousand meters up or whatever, however high we were up or whatever. And like or a couple hundred, five hundred meters, whatever. I think a few thousand is way too up. Yeah, yeah, pretty high. Meter, up. meters, whatever. You know, feet. <laughs> uh, but like, they even had like a little pendulum that showed you like this is how much it's moving because like the pendulum is there, but like it's obviously swooping back and forth with the the waving of the of the building, and so and that's not even that high. So imagine like you know forty thousand, fifty thousand feet. Yeah, I, I, I guess that just the tension of the anchor point in space would overcome those forces otherwise yeah you wouldn't want it to like degrade the thing's orbit right <laughs> so uh well yeah plus I mean, what I, yeah well what, plus what i mean material? if you're in that thing and it's like blowing you back and forth, you know what i mean like, they, like anything <laughs> yeah. going up i mean you're, you're it's a wild ass ride what material did they even make that out of that could be uh wow i'm so curious about this now let's make yeah. a space elevator yeah yeah we should make a space elevator <laughs> uh but yeah but that's i mean i get that's that's the concept but i mean it just seems kind of useless to me you know what i mean like i mean just like, i think i think it makes sense for moving like heavy cargo up slowly if you're in no rush versus like i don't think it's something as a person you'd want to necessarily ride on for however long it would take to get up there yeah no i mean yeah it makes sense instead of having to like send up these like jet propelled like you know rockets to like resupply things or whatever yeah it makes sense but i, I don't know about like i don't know how how practical it is like in terms yeah. of the like application of it because like i said you're gonna have to like make sure like like if a hurricane comes through that thing's gone man you know what i mean like <laughs> no <laughs> that thing is not be like but i guess maybe there'd be a way to like retract it or something i, I don't know if they knew that the hurricane was coming um i'm not see i'm not sure i mean th think about the amount of like outward pull that that thing anchored in space would have T to me that would the forces uh, uh, even at the surface level would seem trivial compared to that. Like it, you just wouldn't budge it even with a hurricane. No, I'm not um, worried about budging the thing in space. I'm worried the, about the cable. The exposed like areas in, cause you're, cause it's not just going to be like a cable, right? It's going to be like some sort of enclosure. Oh, right. Like, you got to have oh, like some sort of like tube or something that like, you know, like an elevator to shaft, you know, you got to have something that's going to like, sheltered from the elements in other words yeah. i see what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay i'm um, worried about that getting ripped away by like a hurricane or even just the sheer okay. like force of winds you know damn i'm worried too we we need to we need to talk to our engineers about this cam i'm not sure yeah. they're thinking this through <laughs> and then you got to worry about some a-hole <laughs> flying up you know like you know not like not on purpose but like accidentally like running his plane into it or something or you know what i mean or, or on purpose you yeah. know people well, are yeah, assholes so. that too of course <laughs> but like oh god yeah, um, I think you would have to have a big like no fly exclusion zone of like five thousand miles. Wait, wait, that's the whole earth. Uh, yeah, no, of a few hundred miles. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, this stuff hopefully won't have to be dealt with until we're long gone. But yeah, I. I it sucks because I want. I actually do want to see how it's dealt with. Like the, the, this again. We're getting away from the topic, but you want to talk about flying with your your board games out to a black hole to let some time pass by. Yeah, I would miss everybody, but I'd really like to come back and see like 
what kind what kind of stuff got got done back here on earth yeah well i mean look okay so like i think you know we're relatively young men i mean we have you know good 40 you know 50 60 years on us hopefully at least at least and um the i think we'll see you know we'll see what's happening but we're not gonna be a part of it i don't think hopefully not hopefully hopefully not hopefully whatever you know what i mean (laughs) like if in 30 years they're sending people somewhere like i doubt they're gonna be tapping us at like 60 70 i mean by then 60 might be the new uh 50 yeah that'd be good what i'm banking on and what i'm hoping for is like they can download us into like a computer you know what i mean i I wouldn't mind that unless unless you know there's no backup yeah (laughs) i mean that might be the real like immortality or whatever way to like you know propagate the species is we just all go digital i'd i'd like i mean it's not that I'm greedy for life. I'm just really curious to see what new breakthroughs come out and like what we accomplish in the future. And it's going to, you know, that, that that's really the only crappy thing is you wouldn't be able to see, you know, about dying is, well, that's not the only crappy thing, but <laughs> a crappy thing about it is you don't get to see like, you know, yeah. all the cool future developments. Of well, human, cause and then, and then think about it too, right? Like they could like shoot off like all kinds of like, you know, rockets in all directions towards all kinds of solar, you know, solar systems and with people downloaded, you know, in, so it wouldn't even have oh. to be people, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even need right. to like provide for them to live and whatever, or put them in hypersleep or whatever. They're, they're there. You know what I mean? And like, they could still be conscious cause you're, you have no, like, you know, you don't die or whatever. You're, you're you know, you can just be like hanging out, chilling with your friends in your virtual Ooh. lounge or whatever, and then have embryos there. So that, and then put when, us in those. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then when you get to that place, they download your ass into that embryo and you get, you know, reborn. That'd be badass. That's a great idea, actually. Elon Musk needs to employ me. <laughs> yeah, actually, Elon. Yeah, Elon Musk needs to come up. Yeah, I agree, Cam. He does, and uh, <laughs> you need to be in charge of the embryonic uh, personality transfer initiative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'd all, we'd, or, or even like even if they put us in robots, that's fine too. Like we'd be like Chappie, like running around. I'd rather be an. I'd rather be a human. Like I don't know. Well, maybe if I was a cool robot, like a like a like Japanese anime style mech. Then I would, you know, I'd be happy like Chappie. I'd, I'd be a happy Chappie. I like Chappie, but he just—I I feel like Chappie was a little too bare bones. Like I, I'd want to be a cool. I'd be like want to be a cool looking robot. Yeah, I, no, Chappie like was a, cool, but he'd be like be like a Gundam. Like, <laughs> like a, yeah, like yeah, something badass. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Chappie. I love that movie actually, Chappie. Yeah, and I still I still go around quoting it to this day. But um, yeah, I want to be like a badass mech. Like, remember how cool his mom looked when he turned her into a robot at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like all, like, yeah, she's all cool. She's like all pink and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like if you could make me like green, like cool looking. I'm sure you would be fully customizable. Okay. Yeah, I want a spoiler too and like some flames painted <laughs> on me. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we got pretty far afield. Anything else you might like to pack before we went off to a point in space to let time pass by so you could come back and then take off again as a robot and a digital embryo? <laughs> well, I, you know, I'd want to pack, you know, some, you know, pack a Bible, pack a, pack yeah. a, you know, pack a, you know, the family photo album, pack a, uh, you know, maybe some, you know, some videos of, you know, good times Things like that, sentimental stuff, you know. Basically, it'd be things that reminded me of my loved ones and the things that I love and the things that I love to do and play. Basically, nice. So that that would be it for me. I mean, I don't I don't need gold or jewels or you know my Gucci shoes <laughs> or anything like that. I don't care about that. You know, I just I just want stuff that reminds me of good times. You know. Yeah, that's cool, man. 
I, although when you say pack the Bible, it makes me think you're not like really optimistic about your chances of the <laughs> on the mission going. Well, no, I mean, I just, I, well, I mean, it wouldn't hurt, I'm sure, but like you know, I'd want some you know some sort of spiritual material there with me as well. Sure, as the, sure. You know, science stuff. Okay, that's 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 fair. Yeah, and definitely shouldn't discount uh, the all aspects of, of what it is to be human. When, yeah, when exactly. well, I, I do believe in God. I don't necessarily believe that you know the you know it, it was earth was built like a you know a thousand years ago or whatever and Not, and, and dinosaurs were just playing yeah, you know people I mean? people yeah. were excavating the pyramids using uh, dinosaurs and stuff right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't believe that but you know like even the pope came out recently did you see that he came out and said yeah look there's room for evolution and there's room for science in you know a creationist theory as well yeah you know? man i mean it, honestly that this we're i mean that we don't want to get too into religion but this yeah. this literal interpretation of things that are largely meant to be allegorical um that's all i think that's kind of a more of a fringe viewpoint yeah in, in even in most religions honestly so yeah and i tend to stay away from extremes on anything extreme you know extreme politics extreme religion you know i, I like to i like to you know <laughs> I, i'm like switzerland i need, i like to ride the fence you know i like to stay neutral stay in the middle and just you know do my own thing that's good, Ken. That's terrific. That is great. <laughs> terrific uh, point of view. We're gonna have the best deal. Unbelievable. <laughs> you're just you're gonna beg not to have such a great trip to another planet. <laughs> I've got to get my presidential Trump, my, my President Trump uh, impersonation down. I know I can do it. You can do it, man. Just practice. By the end, I, I could even do. I I don't think I could do it right now, but I I could do a pretty good Obama by the end. And could you really? Yeah, and he was difficult because Obama, like, he doesn't have any, like, really, like, you know, the Bill Clinton. Uh, he doesn't have any, like, like weird, like, ticks. He just kind of had a certain cadence in a way of speaking. Yeah, it was almost like a preacher type, like. Yeah. Let me tell bit. you, America. Like, you know, he, he would get yeah, like that, yeah. that, you know, that, that uh, the preacher re, the vibe. Man, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't make it on two paychecks. Like, you know, I did, I can't even do it right now, but I got good at it by the end. But Trump, I feel like he's he should be easier to because he's so. He has such strong characteristics, so I have to uh, just the best characteristics, and that's, the strongest. That, that face he makes too. You know, when he's always like that, that like that like scowl, that, that yeah, pit, yeah, pit bull yeah. scowl he does, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, and evidently he has all some kind of a signature handshake too. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not paying attention to politics, but I, all my friends seem to hate him, so I'm hearing about all of his oh, God. his idiosyncrasies. So I'm so sick of that too. Like I, I think our next show should be like the death of social media because of politics. Oh my God, yes, please just stop. I don't, I honestly don't care anymore. Like I do care. I, I mean, I care, but I don't care about your opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's and that's the problem too. Is that all that just it's like it drowns out the real issues. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the boy who cried wolf. If you're if you're getting upset and, and railing and fighting against every little tiny baby thing, then you're just, you're basically doing his job for him because you're, 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 you're making sure right. that the big issues go unnoticed. Yeah. Right. And, and, and people are doing just that they're wailing and crying about stuff. And then there's stuff that Trump's doing that I legitimately am like, Whoa, this isn't cool. And people aren't ma- mentioning that they're too mm-hmm. busy getting outraged by something else. So yeah. <sighs> anyway, I don't want to get too into politics. Either. Yeah. Go Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do right yeah we gotta do he's the president it is what it is but yeah. yeah anyway not all of our listeners are in the u.s and so we know that nobody else in the u.s cares about our president or what goes on here so, right. so nobody outside the u.s so 
Uh, we should probably... Except for Russia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they care a little too much. Yes. <laughs> to our Russian listeners, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I hope you like our guy. It seems mm. like you might. And please don't hack us. Yeah, yeah don't hack us. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I think we could probably bring this journey to an end. Cam, anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's good. Okay. I guess I could take us away by encouraging our listeners to blast on off to iTunes or maybe take an interstellar pit stop over at Stitcher or uh, I'm out of like stellar references now. (laughs) Check us out on any other uh, streaming or pod catching solution you might prefer. Pack yourself full of all of our awesome content at nerdstravaganza.com uh shoot yourself on over to youtube and check out all of our video content uh just type nerd extravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and you can uh, check out all of our videos uh and then shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza@gmail.com and let us know what you pack in your interstellar backpack nice and cam with all that said uh pack us on out of here if that's a word This is Putin to infinity and beyond. (laughs) That's good.